What's up, good people? Welcome back to episode 12 of Talk of the Shore. We have had a long hiatus, but we are back. Long hiatus, another week, another episode, back after eight months. After eight I'm, months. I'm, man, I feel I feel giddy sitting in this chair. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, eight months is a is a long time. Like literally eight months we, to the day. It was almost, you know, I, it's almost like we had, our podcast had a pregnancy almost. Yeah. Know? You know, it. Almost one more month, we had a full pregnancy on the podcast. So, uh, but as you know, we always start the podcast with HBCU Fact of the Day, and we're just going to hop right on in. If uh, Langston, yeah, that's me, that's Raylan. Welcome back. I was like, I haven't even, man, listen, it's been so long, so long. Introduce yourself, so long. I'm sorry. I'm Raylan Wardlaw. And I'm Langston Frazier. Look. Welcome to Talk of the Short. I'm telling you. I, I'm so excited to get going. I, I didn't even want to, you know, I had to tell the people who I am. But uh, for, you know, the loyal uh, Talk of the Short fans, they know exactly who we are. But obviously, this could be somebody's first time listening. Especially because it's been so long. So Raylan Wardlaw, Langston Frazier. And we're here socially distant. Socially distant. And, you know, because of pro- COVID protocols. But... We're abiding by all COVID protocols, and now we'll get into the HBCU fact of the day. The HBCU fact of the day is Black History Month too, so we oh. we're gonna we're gonna double dose you today. All right. So my first fact, which everybody should should know, VP Kamala Harris, yes, 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 proud alum of Howard University, is now the vice president of the United States. I mean, clap first. It up. Asian American, first black and first female. First black, yeah, first black, first man. She she covered a lot of boxes. So Common shout out to Kamala. With a lot of boxes. Shout out to Kamala. So first fact of the day, Happy Black History Month. That's your Black History Month <laughs> fact of the day. But your HBCU fact of the day. Do you know who Bill Nunn is? I do actually. Who is he? Uh, actually, well, you go ahead because there's actually two Bill Nuns. There's two. I didn't know that. I'm yeah, learning something yeah, here. Yeah. But Bill Nunn is a senior scout, or pardon me, was a senior scout um, and assistant director of player personnel from 1968 to 2014, um, total of 46 years um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He attended uh, West Virginia um, State College and uh, was the first scout inducted into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So how about that? That's pretty, that's pretty solid. So Bill Nunn actually had another Bill Nunn. Now, I asked you earlier, I guess she probably won't know this, know this movie, but I know people in the control room know the movie Do the Right Thing. And they know Radio Raheem from Do the Right Thing, who is also named Bill Nunn. <laughs> And this is his father, Radio uh, Raheem. For those of you who've seen Do the Right Thing, Radio Raheem's father is the Bill Nunn we're referring to, who is the first scout to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So two Bill Nunns. Bill Nunn, like the the actor, he was in a lot of Spike Lee movies. He was in Do the Right Thing. He was in He Got Game. So, yeah, nice. two Bill Nunns. But Bill Nunn we're referring to was his father that uh, was a scout with the Steelers for a long time. And uh, I know we kind of talked earlier. He was uh, really instrumental in bringing HBCU uh, players to the Steelers that, uh, you know, some Mel Blunt, um, John Stallworth, Donnie Shell, South Carolina State graduate, are all in the Hall of Fame. So that's, you know, he was he was very integral with the uh, Steelers organization for a long time, which is, you know, one of the better organizations in the NFL. 
Nice. I mean, I'm not a Steelers fan, but they, they, do, they do get it done most of the time. They do. They, they do. do. But it, but football is, like, nice, but, you know, I'm a Washington football fan. Washington. Oh, squad. Squad. <laughs> you like the squad. They're, huh. they're, they're very good. I'm, I'm excited. Squad? I'm excited for uh, next season. We'll see how it goes. The Washington football team? Yeah. Oh, my God. No. We, we can't call them the other name because apparently it's offensive to some people and we don't want to get anybody mad. Yeah, so I, we'll I just was, call them the Washington football team until they decide on an actual name. I think Washington Red Tails should be in play. I like just that. Just saying. I like that. If you don't know who the Red Tails are, get your Googles on. Yeah, get your Google on. So, but switch, shifting from football to basketball, basketball. women's basketball, women's is, basketball. we'll introduce our guest, who is Amanda Carney, a senior guard on the Maryland Eastern Shore women's basketball team. What's up, Amanda? What's up? How's it going, guys? It's going great. Are you great. happy to be our first guest on the um, rebirth of uh, Talk of the Shore? I am. I'm excited. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. We just, you know what we should do? We just call this season two. Yeah, season two. Let's just call it season two. It sounds better, you know, because shows take hiatuses all the time. That's you know? true. When I was watching Scandal, Scandal would be on and then just be gone for a few months. So That's true. Here we are. So as we start every show with our guests, Amanda, where are you from? I am from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Old Bridge, New Jersey. And, and what we're going to have you do is you obviously told us where you're from. Describe that place in three words and why. Um, fun. We said, uh, we said Old Bridge, not Atlantic City. Small. <laughs> <laughs> fun um, in Old Bridge. I guess I would say like family oriented. Hmm. Oh, so, so you fun. know what she did? She oh hyphenated words. She know what she did. She words. got the hyphenated. I was we waiting love for the it. hyphenated words. I was waiting for so, it. So fun, small, and family oriented. Why nice. would you? Why would you say those? Um, family oriented because going back to my high school, we were all like pretty close. Mm -hmm. You knew everybody for the most part. I mean, my graduating class was seven hundred and thirty kids, but. I Ooh, knew you beat me. majority of them. Time out. 730 in your graduating class? Mine yes. was like five something. <laughs> oh, word. 181. Hmm. Pitiful. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> which, so, uh, continue though, Amanda. Which leads it to being small because we all, like I said, we all know each other. So it's like you're walking down the street, you know the person, you can say hi to them. It's not like you'll just walk right by them. And then fun because going down the athletics route, we're all athletes, and we do big things together. Oh, wow. Well, big things. Talk about 1,400 points in her whole career in high school. Yep. Huh? Yeah. That's, 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 that's pretty things. impressive. That's big things. But just to quickly ask you, how can it be considered small if you have 730 people in the graduating class? Because I would assume if that's many people are graduating, you probably have – Somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000 at the high school. I feel like it's small just because the fact that, like, everybody knows everybody. Oh. So there might be a lot of people, but it's still, it's still like, I right. know, just small. I get I that. I get I, that. I can feel that. I so you can, like, that. run in the grocery store, but, like, yeah, I went to high school with you. Haven't seen you in, like, five years or whatever the time frame may be. Yeah. Like, oh, you went to high school. Oh, I went to middle school with you. In <laughs> case maybe that's exactly. always good to catch cool. up. Yeah. Nice. No doubt. So... Let's start with the fact that since you're well, first of all, I want to ask this: Old Bridge. When you said fun, I thought about like Atlantic City. How far is Old Bridge from Atlantic City? 
about an hour and a half. Hour and a half. So growing up, did you visit Atlantic City? Um, I did a couple times. I was actually a gymnast oh, in wow. my early childhood, and I actually competed in Atlantic City wow. for a couple meets, I believe. Well, we know a fun fact, people. There's a quiz at the end. First note, Amanda was a gymnast. What made you get away from gym, uh, being a, well, a let's gymnast. start off. From getting, I want to say what stopped you from getting, like going forth in gymnastics right. and switch to basketball. So as a kid, I kind of did a lot of sports. I was a gymnast for like around roughly 10 years. So my wow. schedule would be school, then basketball practice, and right from basketball to gymnastics. And as I was getting older, I was getting taller and not as flexible so <laughs> gymnastics has Im- helped me with basketball wise with yeah. the strength and the jumping so yeah i can imagine like i when i see people like simone Biles or you know whoever and i like look at the strength that it would take just to do one backflip but they do so many right and like can you do a backflip langston no i can do a four roll that's about it i've i think i've may have done like one backflip in my life yeah i tried to do a backflip in um, gymnastics camp like way back in the day yeah let's just say it didn't go very well they had a gymnastics they didn't have gymnastics camp yeah they had track camp they had a karate camp they had a gymnastic camp swim camp yeah just about everything at least at least where i was from we just went outside yeah we did that we just went outside that's all so but uh so maybe you know this. What's like usually the average height of like a gymnast? Like once they get to like Olympic level, because I know you said you were like getting taller. I mean, you're not like short, but you're not, you know, six foot three either. So like, what's the usual height? I don't really know. I just know the smaller you are, the better it is. Because for Simone Biles, as an example, yeah. she's about five two, but she's strong as. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, and she can just flip for days. Mm -hmm. She can, I guess, her body weight, too, can, like, make her do more. So I would say around 5'2 to 5'5 maybe is a solid. I don't know. Simone Biles may be small. Have you ever seen a picture of her with LeBron? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, she's, I think she's at his, like, literally his waist. And I know LeBron's, like, 6'8", but still. But it's like you you don't realize how, I guess, small somebody's frame is until you see him against somebody. Like that tall, right? Hmm. So uh, quarantine. We'll just go right into quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. Okay, what what was quarantine for Amanda? Video games. <laughs> Do you Which, have any favorites? Fortnite. Fortnite. Okay, I never got. See, I haven't played video games forever, but like, I don't get Fortnite. But I guess I'm considered old as far as like the kid age or young adult age like i'm going on 24 almost in another like three months so i stopped playing video games i kid you not when i graduated high school maybe my first semester here i was playing video games i really haven't played since i don't have a xbox or what what xbox are we on now xbox like one s or whatever we're on yeah time out don't have it time out you're almost 24 and you're saying that's the older age yeah, well, I mean, as far as what like people, people my age are still playing video games. I don't play video games, but I mean, I, I do other things with my time. Really? I just don't play video games. People anymore. my age play video games, but yeah, I was outside. I'm not outside. I mean, yeah, like I mean, when I was in college, we were heavy on the 2K, heavy on 2K. You still play, do you play 2K? 
Amanda? No. Like, is 2K like, are y'all playing 2K? Um, a lot of my friends do. I just, I'm not good at sports I think it's games. more of a guy thing, too. Yeah, huh. definitely. You hear it. She says she's not good at sports game, but she plays basketball. Cause the video, That's interesting. Because the video game is not real life. Mm-mm. So Yeah. I try to make it real life. Like, I'll make a player that's, like, my position mm-hmm. so I can try to do stuff <laughs> on the video game and incorporate it into my game. But Got you. So when you're creating a player, what do you like add to them that maybe you need to work on in real life strength strength i need to get stronger personally for sure for sure so when quarantine like let's take it back to when we were i guess open the world was open and we were in we were in norfolk i was there meac tournament you guys were i mean you know how people say oh they're hot no they were hot they're hot they were hot they have won five in a row, just beat the number one seed, and, you know, you're celebrating. You know, what was what was that night? I mean, I know what it was like for me after you guys won, you know, what the steps were, you know, into that night and then the tournament getting canceled. So what was it like for you and your teammates after you all beat the number one seed and find out that you're not going to play anymore and you're not going to get a chance to go to the NCAA tournament? Um heartbreaking because we had come so far we struggled during the season and coach always says we play our best basketball February March so we really were like you said we were on a roll five in a row and then getting ready to scout Thursday's game before we play Friday to not going and then it just getting canceled it was kind of like it just stopped like we didn't know what to do any tears from any of you or your teammates I don't really know. I personally didn't cry. I know the seniors took it hard because it's their last season. Mm-hmm. Knowing I had another season kind of like made it feel at ease, hoping that things would get back to normal or some type of normalcy. But I was more so in shock, I guess I would say. Yeah. Like it didn't really hit me at that moment. And I think that's what it was for me too. It was probably shock because I remember uh, I was kind of – we had a we had a softball game here on Thursday, and then they were supposed to play on Friday. So I was driving back to Princess Anne to, like, cover the softball game and then driving right back, you know, to watch their game. Mm-hmm. And that Wednesday night when – I think that was the night that uh, Rudy Gobert was positive. And then I was actually with Coach Bachelor when we saw it. We was, like, watching the game. I was like, oh, they got – they have – you know, Rudy Gobert has it. And then – that's when it kind of yeah, that's it when it really started to tumble domino. And, tumble and then I remember I got back to Princess Anne that Thursday, and I was going to do the softball game, but and I was on the phone with someone. I'm like, hey, so you know, what are we gonna do as far as coming back? And then that's when they said, yeah, the tournament's canceled, and you know, that's when it. That's when I knew it was real. Which at the time it was like middle of March. I still thought we'd be back at work like April Fool's Day. Yeah, like, I, I figured two weeks. We're good. We'll right back. Nope. And now we're coming up on a year. Yeah. So what is so what is it now that you've actually come back to school, we're not playing this year, and, you know, you're still just waiting to be able to play a game again? Uh, working out is definitely helping because being in the room is, as much as I love playing video games, it's good to change up the scenery. So mm-hmm. working out definitely is helpful and um 
right now we're just learning. We're preparing for next season, hoping that it goes back to normalcy and we actually get to have a season. So are you thinking about kind of implementing anything different that before kind of the whole massive break happened and and not playing kind of college sports? Are you thinking about turning in anything different from what you used to do into when you start playing again as far as skills or whatnot? Um, I'm taking this time now to work on, like, I'm a shooter. We all know I could shoot the ball really well. So right now I'm trying to focus on my ball handling so I can um, expand my game more instead of just being, like, having one threat to somebody. So yeah. that's what I'm taking this time to focus on. Yeah, Fort, number four on the all-time season list for three-point uh, averages, 37.7%. Yeah, she can shoot. And if that's just the threes, I wonder what the doubles are like. Wow. Yeah, I got the stats, man. You know I come prepared. That's what you came up with? Yeah, sorry. Just doing my job. <laughs> just doing my job, folks. That was, <laughs> but, that, but that, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's gonna, now, he's, now he's gonna throw me under the bus, but it's okay. It's all it's I'm all not throwing you under the bus. You threw yourself under the bus with that one. Yeah. Whoa. I did. Mm-mm-mm. Go ahead though. Anyways, you, you, you asking something, but I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't. Not, now you got me off track. Now I forgot what I asked. Oh no. Oh, just, implementing skills. Yes, I was just about to say <laughs> from prior skills. playing to now when we go back, um, whenever that day is. What are you gonna kind of take with you? Um. Or would like to see different in your game from. My stamina, being able to play more minutes and not getting tired so fast, that'll nice. definitely help me out. No doubt. So you're obviously a student athlete and you're majoring in criminal justice. What uh, made you choose that major and what do you see yourself doing like after college? I don't really know what made me choose it. It was kind of a surprise. I remember at my basketball senior night in high school, they announced what I was majoring in, and, like, all my family was confused. But personally, I don't know, but I'm glad I did it because I also took up a minor in psychology. So going forward, I'm not exactly sure what path I want to go down because there's a time where I wanted to work with juveniles. And then... Don't oh. shake her head. She wants to inspire the youth. I I love that, but it's a that, different path. That, that's a that's a that's a wild path. My mom worked with juvenile justice, so I like I would just hear stories, and I'm like, man, like this is a rough twelve year old right here. You know what I'm saying? But it's rough twenty two year olds too. So that's true. But at least you at least you want to work with the juveniles and kind of get them while they're young, so they don't you know go crazy. And it's also like they. Especially if they're in, like, a juvenile facility, they don't really have anybody to open up to. So mm-hmm. picking up the psychology yeah. route, mm-hmm. being able to, like, kind of listen. I might not have their answers, but I can, like, if they feel like they have no one, I can at least be that person that they can talk to. But then my mind changed again, and I was like, oh, forensic psychology looks interesting, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what path I'd want to go down with that. So my mind's still all yeah. over the place. Do you think... Any of the two relate kind of what your major is compared to, like, your playing style, your basketball skills? Um, they definitely both have to do with the mental aspect because mentally you have to be strong on the court. And then if I want to work with juveniles, I definitely have to have the mental side of that to be able to understand where they're coming from. So 
what got you into basketball just to start with? I know you were saying about being a gymnast earlier. So what got you going into basketball in the start? I don't even know, to be honest. I think I just picked up a ball one day and just rolled with it. My friend's dad was a coach up at my church. So he got a group of us together, and from third to eighth grade, we played with him. And I didn't really get serious with it until my freshman year in high school. My coach kind of pushed me to go to AAU. Mm. So that's when I was like, maybe I can actually go somewhere with this. And here I am. And um, what was the biggest switch when you went to AAU from church league? Because, I mean, I don't know what the church league was like in Jersey, but I'm sure it was a a big difference so what was the difference yeah so our church league was like a rec league kind of mm-hmm. so from that to AU AU is more strict like they didn't let us get away with as much as my it was called my CYO team um faster pace for sure and then with AU we're playing two three games a day mm-hmm. on weekends so it's like you're constantly going right. whereas the CYO league it was once or twice a week maybe ah uh, got you yeah because I played AAU as a young kid, too, and I didn't realize until I got out of playing AAU that, man, like every Saturday to play two, three games, sometimes you have to play on Sundays, sometimes we play on Fridays, like, and sometimes, you know, just five, six games in a couple days, it's just what it does to your body. At that time, you know, you're not even thinking about it, but now thinking back on it, I was like, man, the stamina, the just mental capacity to play in an AAU tournament is pretty Pretty rough a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, when you think about the totality of it. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. do you kind of have like a favorite memory as far as you're from starting to play basketball, um, kind of taking it seriously in, in the beginning of freshman year high school till now? Do you have like a favorite memory or a favorite moment that's like, okay, this is a top five moment? Um, I'd probably have to go with like my first basket as a kid, my first basket in high school, and then my first basket at college in college as well. Those are all... It's a big moment. And so what was your first basket in college? A three-pointer on the wing. Against? Wesley University. Against Wesley. See, Wesley, you start, you activated the monster right there. And that was what, freshman year? Yep, December 5th, 2017. Oh, oh wow. she, she, knew, yeah, she knew everything. She is like, okay. 5th, or November 10th, maybe. One of those two days. I don't really remember, but I know it was early. It was early on, before conference play. Yeah. Before conference play. So um, what brought you to Maryland Eastern Shore to play basketball? Like, why why here? Was there any other schools in the running? Or was it kind of like once, you know, they showed interest, you were like, hey, I'm down? Um, I had applied to a couple of other schools that were in New Jersey, but I kind of wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. And being at Maryland Eastern Shore, it's not that far away from home, so my family can still come and see me on weekends if they want to. It's f- it's far, but it's not far enough, as my mom would say. So she wanted you to go further? No, she wanted me to stay close Oh, to she home. wanted you to stay close. She, yeah, okay. she doesn't like that I'm... It's only three and a half, four yeah. hours away, but... That's not too bad. That's not my, too bad. When you're your mom's best friend, it's far, so... Ah, uh, got you. Yeah. Got you. And so, like, so what was the recruiting process like? Like, what, like, did you visit, or was it, you know, when did... I guess when did, when did the school kind of... Be, get on your radar to like, hey, I could go here and play? Um, it was at one of my AAU tournaments. The old assistant coach here, Coach Jenkins, was actually out scouting. Mm-hmm. And 
I remember seeing him on the sideline at multiple games, and then he had reached out to me one day, and I was out at Six Flags in New Jersey uh. at the amusement park. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm getting a call from a coach. And then he was like, yeah, like, I kind of want to get you down here to visit the school and whatever. So this was before Coach B had even seen me, so I guess – Coach Jenkins put in the word to him, and then they ended up coming down to Jersey and watching me in a scrimmage. And then I had talked to Coach B and then came on my official visit, then signed the uh, national letter of intent. That's what's up. And started here. Nice. So what's, like, your advice for anybody as far as, like, um, young ladies that are getting into college basketball? What's your advice kind of as the recruitment process goes on to kind of getting into that full-scale student-athlete? Um, not to stress out because it's going to be a lot. You're going to have coaches calling you 24-7, emailing you. You just got to keep your mind right and stay focused on everything. And it's all going to fall into place wherever you end up. Got you. And, well, did did this school, because it's a smaller school, also appeal? Or were you thinking about maybe going to a bigger school initially? Um, it being a smaller school kind of like helped in my decision because I don't really like big crowds and easier to get lost in big crowds. So okay, I, I have to ask you this question. I hope you don't think it's messy. <laughs> I hope. So for those of you listening, Amanda is white. This is an HBCU. Did you know before you got here that this was an HBCU? Mm-hmm. Or did you even know what the HBCU was before you got here? That's probably the better question. I did not know that what an HBCU was. Okay. But when I found out, I come from a di- very diverse area, so mm-hmm. it really didn't have any effect on me or anything. I'm just, yeah. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna fit in. Like it's gonna be fine. Yeah. So. And that's like, did you feel like uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm asking? Did it feel like a culture shock at all to you when you got here? Not really. See, that's and and that's weird because I've talked to like people who are black that came to HBCUs and said and it, it was, was a culture, culture shock, shock for yeah. them. So it's like I'm and so I guess I don't know. I just want and I think I was the reason I asked did you know before because I didn't know if like mentally like before you came you were like hey I know what you know I know kind of how it's gonna go but I don't know for sure and then. Like once you got here, it was like completely different. Do you was it dip, like was the school different than what you thought it would be when you got here? Not really. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like school is school. I think. right school Just, school school. But like in in a aspect of kind of college, when you first like thought, hey, I'm going to college to you know pursue my degree or play college basketball, did it kind of match up to what was in your head um, to kind of what your experience has been so far, or exceeded it? Um, it's a lot busier than I thought it would be. Like, I didn't think being a student athlete would be extremely hard, but I didn't think we'd have it easy either, so. You just kind of roll with the punches for Yeah, I just, yeah. whatever is given to me, I just got to go with it at this point. Got you. And so I was, I was thinking uh, when it came to just, I don't know, the HBCU culture, and then this Black History Month after, you know, social justice and everything about how this being on an HBCU campus is one of the more, I don't know, inclusive environments I've ever been in, which I think for the outside looking in, they call, they think it's kind of weird because I've 
like I've actually had people I know that ask me like I've had a family member who said are white people allowed at the school I had a, my dad's friend said do y'all have any white professors like and I'm like <laughs> where do you think I'm at like where do you think I'm going and so it's like it's crazy and then I've also like I've actually uh, someone I know who was actually being recruited by an HBCU he was he told the recruiter like hey stop recruiting me because my mom won't let me go to an HBCU and this is a black person so I just that's why I asked like that's why I asked that because I I wanted to like let whoever's listening know that this is not a you know it's just college it's like right it's young people is it's all and it's really diverse it's just it just honestly it depends when you walk around on a daily basis yeah and it depends where you go because like you were saying all college is college like Mm -hmm. each college has like their own special thing about them like some Mm -hmm. are hbcus some are you know uh, predominantly white some are you know minority uh serving communities some are kind of stem programs and stem colleges some are catholic some are yeah you you name it they have it but huh that that's an interesting take yeah i do when i I remember I, I I think back on that day sometimes I'm like yo that's one of the wildest things like not you know just literally turning down college mm-hmm. altogether basically because right. you don't want to go I've like, had more people to tell me HBCU. why they didn't go to an HBCU and wish they could have went to one yeah then just I, surprisingly I don't go to, yeah but yeah that's cool and then I I would also think for you too like being on the team and like your teammates and stuff like that it's just kind of you just flowed right in yeah 100 percent. coming in being on a team like it's I already had friends so it's like mm-hmm. I didn't really need to get out and like meet new people yeah. even though I still did that also but knowing that I had a group to rally on coming in was helpful so so far I mean you haven't graduated yet so so far what's been the most enjoyable thing about college for you outside of basketball outside of ba- yeah outside of basketball thank you outside of basketball um I guess all the gatherings we have, meeting new people who aren't athletes, because most of us, uh, most of us athletes, just have friends who are athletes. Yeah. So getting to know like, the regular students, I guess, yeah, is kind of yeah. Regular students lit. Yeah, we're cool. Let me tell you, I was just talking to uh, an athlete the other day, and I and I told her, I said, look, go out and get friends that don't come into this building to play a sport right or watch a sport well we want you to come watch the sports obviously but but you know meet new people yeah know somebody besides your teammates i say that all the time like yeah somebody besides your teammates Mm -hmm. and and for the people who go to school who don't play uh, a sport get to know the athletes because it's too it's i mean sometimes it creates two different worlds but i don't think that that should be that way because you all are one day going to be alums and no matter you know if you no matter how long you play your sport, eventually you're not going to be playing it anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a, a nice little part of college just in general. So glad to, glad to know you're out there, like, mingling with everybody. And, uh, you know, don't don't go crazy out there. Yeah, don't go crazy. You know, especially during these COVID times. Yeah. It's just all kinds of wear stuff. Wear masks, please. Please wear, wear your mask. Please. People. And wear it correctly over your nose. Yes. It goes over the nose and mouth. Uh, I'm sorry, I, slight rant. I again, do these, and, I do and, and again, we're not wearing masks in the studio because we're all socially distant. We all got tested this morning, we're, and we're all negative. That's why we're not wearing masks. masks Just in, in case anybody questions it. 
We'll might put like a little banner down there. COVID safe. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Okay. Sorry. That was my slight little public service announcement. Public service announcement. Wear a mask. It will helps. But um oh, are you are you scared of the vaccine, Amanda? I don't really understand vaccines to be scared. If huh. that makes sense. Go on. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, you, I wasn't like, expecting that answer. I don't know if I've ever even gotten a vaccine for anything. Have you gotten a flu shot? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, is that? Yeah, well, you got to get a flu shot. To come I guess to UMS so at some point, you, but I don't get it like regularly. Well, I think that in there some vaccines that you have to get before you can go to school. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's like when you take them like as a like, baby, so obviously you wouldn't mm-hmm. know. But I I can't remember a, a vaccine I've taken as an adult but, or yeah. like I shouldn't say adult. Like when I actually knew what. Like what I was getting because I don't think a, is the tetanus shot considered a vaccine. I would assume so, but I mean you have to get them like every ten years. So yeah, I don't know if that's considered or like a chicken pox or measles or whatever. But yeah, like those those vaccines are out there. Like, well, I don't know if there's a chicken pox vaccine. I know I had them before, but mm-hmm. they say like once you have it, you can't have it anymore. And that's why I guess herd immunity became a thing because they were saying if you caught COVID, you couldn't have it again. So I guess it was trying to say everybody should just catch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be fine. Minus the fact that people were dying from it. Yeah, well, but just look, if you're young, just get it. Get it out of the way. Like get it like it was something just get it out of the way. Which yeah. I, I mean, whatever. But Amanda, one one last question for you. Uh where do you, you know, see yourself uh after school, you know, once you are done playing basketball here and you're getting out into the world, what's what do you think are, are your future plans as far as that? Or have you really thought about them? Well, after college, yeah. I, the plan for me, I would love to go play professionally overseas, mm-hmm. play for as long as I can because I'm not ready to stop, especially because COVID took away my senior season. Mm-hmm. I still have more left to prove, so that is definitely at the top of my list and once that ball stops bouncing I would just do what I can with my degree for sure and I think it gives you kind of an extra year a year and a half to kind of play because you weren't really playing you know training so you're just making yourself like you said earlier making yourself stronger and more um, you know able to play the game of basketball but you know that year and a half not playing might give you another two three years professionally if you decide to go professional when that time comes but yeah sounds good to me yeah take care of your body and all yeah. that stuff yeah hey, you've been doing a good job taking care of your body and all that whatever that whatever that means i know we don't have the lebron million dollar a year diet but you know you're doing your best you can as far as you know not being able to work out all the time but trying to take care of yourself as best you can yep yep well thanks amanda for for coming uh we know it was a you know we asked you What's, what's the word we look? It was short. Short know, notice. Short notice. Very short notice. Couldn't get it out. Short notice, but you able to come through and kick off season two. We're not season even, two. Yeah, we're, we're done with season yeah, one. We're done with season one. Season one was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. And now this is uh, season two, so we're back going. So thank you, Amanda, for coming. And uh, make sure you tell all your friends to listen and everything like that once this is out. But before sure. But before we let you go, I think the most important part that, that people – kind of want to know is where can they find you on social media if they want to connect with you twitter instagram facebook 
You got to nice. tell them the name. Do I need to tell them my? Yeah, name? Well, so yeah. What's your? We'll, your we'll drop it. We'll drop it in the bio, but she'll tell you anyway. Oh, yeah. Twitter a underscore carney twenty two. Instagram is, I believe, Amanda dot carney thirty three. Possibly, <laughs> like I'm not her number sure. is thirty three. So. number is thirty three. Facebook just Amanda Carney. There you go. We'll drop it all down in the description so you can find her for sure. And do you follow people back? Yeah. You do? Okay. So yeah, she that's important. So people like to know that. Followers, please. All right. Thanks, thanks, Amanda. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. That's right. And so as we come to the end of season two, episode one, uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, Coach Bachelor, who is Amanda's head coach, and Coach Crafton, who is head coach of the men's basketball team. They have a new podcast that you can find on Eastern Shore Hawks Facebook and on the website, uh, easternshorehawks.com, called Honing Your Craft. And so episode one is out now, and they did an interview with uh, Kyle Neptune, Neptune, who is a assistant basketball coach at Villanova. Uh, men's Villanova men's basketball and also uh, Jeff Goodman of uh, Stadium who he is a big college basketball insider he also did some work with ESPN in the past so uh, go to our website easternshorehawks.com or on Facebook at Eastern Shore Hawks and listen to episode one of Honing Your Craft yeah if you haven't watched it go watch it because it's really it's really yeah good. I did I enjoyed I enjoyed episode one and so I'm, I'm glad to see what they do uh, with it going forward it's kind of refreshing. It is. I mean, it's. This is a weird time, man. I say it's that. A weird I, say, time. I keep saying that to everyone that I um, that I know that asks me about this year. And without games, without practices, it's just it's a weird time. But I'm still happy to be uh, employed. Uh, Facts. <laughs> Facts. Let's start there. Happy to still be employed, but also uh, it gave me a time. The quarantine for me gave me time to really rethink a lot of... Realign yourself. Yeah, try to realign myself, uh, trying to read more, stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm trying to take advantage of, of this time and not let this time take advantage of me. Oh, that's a bar. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. bar. I mean, somebody else probably said something similar, but we don't care. Yeah. All right, so uh, for everybody who... Uh, does not know where to find us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Ray underscore law 12, uh, Instagram at R underscore Wardlaw, and on Facebook, Raylan Wardlaw. Yeah. Uh, I am on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Literally just look up Langston Frazier. It's all there. And you can follow me on my other podcast, the Langston Frazier Show podcast, available where we get your favorite podcast. New episodes coming soon. But... On the athletic side of things, we're going to plug our socials because we love to plug socials for the athletic department. Um, you can find us on Twitter at ES Hawks Sports, uh, ES Hawks on Instagram, and Eastern Shore Hawks um, on Facebook. And you can visit our website, easternshorehawks.com. And uh, yeah, Hawk Pride and our show, our team. Uh, and if you want to join the conversation, use the hashtag talk shore, excuse me, hashtag talk shore and email us at mdtalkshore at gmail.com. And as far as, you know, just uh, I was just thought about something with social. Are you on TikTok? I, OK, I'm a, see, I'm a I'm a, full disclosure. I'm a 2 a.m., 3 a.m. scroll TikTok, send them to my friends. But I don't like TikTok like I just watch. I don't have TikTok, but and the reason I don't is because 
the stuff that's really good on TikTok makes it to Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Good stuff like the Silhouette Challenge, it made it all the way <laughs> to Twitter. It made it to Facebook. It yeah, made it to Instagram. It Shout out to that. Uh, <laughs> no, no comment on that, man. Like, no, no comment. But you know, if you don't know what it is, Google but if it. you're gonna do the challenge, do it safely. That's yeah, all I'm gonna say. Social distance on the silhouette challenge. Yeah, wear a mask. No, you don't gotta wear a mask. You go by yourself when you're doing that. Okay. But uh, also, don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're everywhere. Wherever yeah, you get your podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, review. Uh, tell a friend Tell a friend To tell right. a friend Leave a comment Leave a comment Whatever MD uh, Excuse me Talk uh, Talk to the shore MD Talk shore At gmail Is our email Man look I'm sorry Look I'm just excited We're we, back, He's just excited back We're getting back into space. it Basically Go find us Watch it Listen to it Share it with somebody Leave a comment And a rating We gladly appreciate it And uh, for our people That like to watch it visually We're on YouTube All you have to do Is look up Talk of the Shore Podcast And it's literally Right there That's right And we, one more time We want to thank our uh, guest Amanda Carney And I am Raylan Wardlaw I'm Langston Frazier Shout out to our In-studio staff For making every show We're safe And socially distant And making this production happen because without them we would literally still be on zoom yes we would be let's hope we don't have to do that again but until next time next week i'm raymond warlock i'm langston frazier we'll see you next week on talk of the shore <laughs>